All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We got to our next episode of uh, Odin Disc Golf Bags Stuff and Things. Uh, still haven't changed the name on that. We got uh, Sean here, Sean Ruggiero with us, as well as What's Trevor. That? Yep, yep. Trevor Harbolt as well on the phone from hey, hey. Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Um, and yeah, so Trevor, start he's, in that, he's in that deep south. Yeah. He's in the deep south. It is, right? I, I've never even been out there. Maybe one day I'll, I'll come out and check it out. Yeah. Uh, it's different. I mean, it's not like it's not like everywhere else, I guess, on the west side, you know? Like, you guys have you, a lot more cooler stuff than we do. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you, you ever, you ever, waterfalls and like oceans and. Yeah, but all that stuff, all that stuff can kill us. So I mean, it's kind of fifty-fifty. Like that, that is true. Have you ever made it over to Tennessee? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a big tournament down there we go to every year in Tennessee. So I like Tennessee. Nice. I was born in Memphis. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't been back there in a long time. Does it? <laughs> oh, that's good. No, that's good. That's an no, no, no. But uh, yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Trevor? Kind of um, maybe a little background on your disc golf history. Yeah, for sure. I've been playing. I'm 31 years old, and I've been playing disc golf since I was like seven or eight years old. Nice. Damn. Um, I've been. I mean, I, I play. I won my first tournament. I was like 11 or 12. I won by 16 strokes, and instantly had to move up. I got yeah. bagger. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was kind of overwhelming at first to you know come into the game and like I never was in like ninety six, ninety seven, I think. Wow. Uh, you know, I was following like DX Firebirds and Cells <laughs> and stuff like that as a kid. And um, my dad actually got me into the game. We used to play ball golf, and he told me to go get my. My he said, "You want to go play golf?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll go get my clubs." And then uh, he said, "No, we're gonna play with discs." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I, I, I just got into it, and I was really good as a kid. And um, I played advanced from like oh four to oh six, I think, and I did really well. And I moved up to pro, and then life hit me, and I wanted to be in a metal band, so. Did you say? Did you say life hit you? Yeah, I really I wanted to party and like tour and like sing on the stage. It was fun. I mean, I had a great time. I met a lot of cool people. I made it out to Oregon a couple times. It was pretty fun. Nice. Nice. Um, and then did you get to play any of the courses over here? Um, no, actually, I didn't. I I brought my disc. I got to play one course in Washington. It was a little nine hole course. It was flat and it was boring. I threw a button, like on every single hole. I kind of put my disc away. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, after the band split up, man, I just I was like, you know, I want to get back into golf a little bit. And um, I started playing some. And my cousin called me one day, and we had this big doubles tournament around here every year for the past twenty, I think, seven years now. It's been going on. That's and, a long time running. Yeah, yeah well, Otter Creek Park is where we're, we're played at. It's the old course in Kentucky. It's like the seventh or eighth one in the world. 1974 is when they put in. They still have the original baskets, and they are hard to put in. Oh wow! <laughs> They're like four inches deep, you know. Like with, how many? Like, how many chains do they have? Oh, there's one. It's like single chains, but they're like so thin. Like, <laughs> like even the, your disc can fall through the bottom of the basket. That's how. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> That's so, amazing. 
he hit me up and he was like, my partner, you know, backed out on me. You want to play? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give it a shot. And we missed, we missed cash by five strokes, but we took an eight on an island hole. Mm. And that just gave me the fire to get back into the game. And I played my first singles event back in the open player and won. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to play disc golf again. There you go. <laughs> and I've been, you know, grinding ever since. That sounds like a good enough reason to get back into it. Yeah. yeah. A W in the open. What's that? A W in the open division. Yeah. Yeah. First one back, and I hit like a hundred and hundred and five foot jump putt in a, in a playoff to win too. It was even. Hundred. Oh. It was like I don't know. I'm sure the whole county heard me scream. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, I bet it got pretty loud. Oh yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. But that's kind of like my disc golf story. I mean, like, I love the game. I play it every single day if I could, you know. Right. I see that uh, there's a couple other Harbolts in uh, in Elizabethtown as well. Is that – yeah, you're related to all those guys? Yeah, that's my um, – Butch Harbolt is my dad. And nice. And my cousin, the one that got me to play the double to get me back into the game. Nice. Okay. Yeah, all all those hardball. There's only like I don't know, probably forty hardballs in the world, and like all of us play this off. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Talk about being connected. Yeah, my dad is. Um, he he designed a couple courses in our area. He has an eighteen-hole private course in his backyard, which is the hardest course in the area. I mean, my dad he he loves the game. So nice. So it's private course. Does he let? Uh, I mean. Is it you have to be kind of in the circle to play it like it is over here, or do you, is he pretty pretty uh, lenient about who goes in there? It's pretty much got to be in the circle, and like unless you're yeah. like me or my cousin or something like that or or whatever. Well, but I mean, technically that's in the circle. Yeah, yeah. We hold leagues and stuff there, and um, people get to come out. I mean, he opens it up on leagues and stuff because he's there because he has a lot nice. of you know equipment and stuff on his land, and he doesn't want people bothering. That yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, it, you got to keep it somewhat sacred anyway. So otherwise, it wouldn't be a private course. And buddy, it's a gym. It's a gym. It's so fun to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like an 825 foot hole on it. It's just, wow. It's how many? Insane. How many acres? If you don't mind asking, does he have a, uh, to put that course on? Is he working with 38? 38. That's pretty good to have an 800 foot hole on there. Yeah. It's. <laughs> You got a par five and a, like two or three par fours out there, and the rest are kind of like just technical shots through the woods. Cause we're, I mean, out here in Kentucky, it's hilly, it's wooded, it's. I mean, you got cedar trees, pine trees, you got tall trees, little trees, bush. I mean, you got every kind of foliage. Pretty diverse. Yeah, and so my dad uses like all that stuff to dip off of that. I mean, you have basically two shots on every hole because he wants he wants you to get good at every shot. So yeah, and he. He practices that all the time, so he'll like go out and throw five or six discs on the hole just to, you know, work on every shot that he can work on. Yeah, that man, that must be, that must be pretty awesome having that in your backyard. Oh yeah, it's, it was. I when I lived there, it was like, oh, wake up, play disc golf. This is awesome. Yeah, talk about eat, sleep, live disc golf. That's it right yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so. You were you're uh, you got a couple of sponsors. Can you kind of tell me about you got uh, Bioskin braces and, uh, and and the Dark Horse? Um, can you kind of give us a little info on on those guys? Uh, definitely. Um, Bioskin hit me up uh, at the end of last year, and they're very interested in the disc golf and the players and stuff. First of all, because it's um, 
you know, it's a bracing company for your knees and your ankles and your, and your elbows. And they have like, um, I don't even know how to call it, gel. They're, they're little gel things that go around your, your forearms or your calves and things that tighten your muscles a little bit. Is it kind of like that? It's, is it kind of like that K-tape that the, the uh, chiropractors and the, the rehab folks use? No, it, it, it's actually like a sleeve. Like, you know those sleeves where you put over your arms at work or something if you have tattoos? Yeah, yeah, okay. It's kind of like that, but it has this, this technology that like binds your muscles together almost for you. Hmm. And it, just, it makes them really tight. Like, I, use the, I use the one that they gave me on my forearm, and it really was like, it was different for me because I'm a skinny guy. So something on my arm is messing with me. If there's a mosquito on my arm, it's messing with me, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this thing was just, it was just a little different for me, but, it, I mean, I could see where it would work. Like, if you have you know, tight muscles and you feel like they're sore or whatever, this thing right here, will, you put it on, it's almost like taking four Advil because you just don't feel the pain in that muscle anymore. That's nice. So, I'm sure there's a lot yeah, of that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm always cool. popping those ibuprofen, man. So that would be, that would come in handy. Well, Save my liver. Braces and stuff like that, too. So, I mean, um, you can check them out on bioskin.com for sure. Um, good stuff out there. And, like, put in my little code. I'll put, I got a code on my Facebook uh, fan page that you can put in to get, I think, 10% off. So, Sweet. Okay. Um, and it helps me out. It gets me, you know, money, too. So that goes towards tournaments and things. Um, you and heard it there. Stuff. Right. Dark Horse Disc Golf is the greatest sponsor I can ever ask for. He's uh, Jason Woogs, the owner of Dark Horse Disc Golf. Okay. And um, he um, he had his own store for a long time. We had a uh, driving range. We had a putting green. We had all this stuff inside the store. And um, it was just getting a little where it was, a, it was kind of, I guess, getting expensive. So he's trying to go mobile and, and uh, go to tournaments and stuff and sell all of his discs that way. And it's going to be awesome for him and for all of his endorsed players, which is uh, – me, my buddy Dutch Batman, and um, Max Kern and Ben Wilson are all part of the team. And um, he helps us out with tournament entry fees and clothing and, and discs and stuff, so it's pretty awesome. Sweet. Hell yeah, perks of the sponsor right there. Heck yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, at some point we could do that with Odin too. Yeah. yeah. And of course Odin. Odin's another awesome endorsement that I have. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like those. I, I like his bags and stuff and things. Yeah, Sean's <laughs> seen it. Yeah, you, you you guys haven't had a chance to see it, and definitely, um, you know, we should be getting those to you pretty soon. Obviously, you know, we can only. Yeah, they're gonna that. be worth. They're gonna be worth the wait for sure, man. Oh, I'm excited about them, man. I'm like, I'm just, I'm pumped that I even got offered this whole opportunity. So I appreciate you guys for everything. Yeah. I like it. I like it because it, it represents uh, us across the nation, you know, and as well as it yeah. gives you guys the opportunity to uh, have a little diversity in your sponsorships too. So you're not just all local and it, and it kind of, you know, spread it out a little bit, get your name out there too, as well. For sure. And that's a big help. For sure. Yeah. We try to do, but um, yeah. So um, you said you were telling me that you had, there are some cool tournaments. There's an A tier coming up next weekend, the uh, Madisonville open. Um, what, what, uh, what, you know, what's, what's the cool part about the, the Madisonville open is it, you know, it's pretty cool courses or what's going on with that. It's one course and they put temporary holes on it and it's surrounded by water. It's one of the most beautiful courses you'll ever step foot on, to be honest. Um, but there's two rounds, key times both days. And uh, it's a big age here. Dutch, my buddy, he's my tour partner in 
my uh, dark horse, you know, team member. He's the two-time champ, so he's trying to get his third one in a row here. So, but, uh, there you go. Yeah, somebody come dethrone him. You know what I mean? Johnny McCray signed up, so he's looking to dethrone him. Uh, there you go. Johnny McCray's a good dude right there. Yeah, he played with us today where we played today in Indiana, and him, him and Dutch actually tied and had to go on a playoff, and Johnny McCray won. Yeah. I mean, nothing against you, buddy, Dutch. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, it, it was awesome, and Johnny's really cool. And, and you know, they're, they're just good competitors and good players, and they love each other, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, uh, you can learn a lot from Johnny McCray and guys like him. I'm assuming Dutch is similar out on the course, man. They just uh, – they they're really professional. They they play how the how the game should be played, you know. And it's just a lot of people should take a page out of their book. And really, though, I mean, we had I mean, there's just when you have like 40 people, 50 people watching these two guys throw the first, you know, their playoff holes, and yeah. it, it reminds you of regular golf, you know, ball golf. It just it's it's awesome. And I, yeah, I, I it's like sports going right now. I do too, and it's miles apart from a casual round. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a casual round. Don't get me wrong, but just the the etiquette and respect out there on the at the at the pro level is is amazing. It's awesome. Pretty epic. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, we also have like we got a bunch of C tiers and B tiers around here. Most of our bigger tournaments have already passed, like the oh, right. passing and like some open stuff. But right. we've got the, the Charlie Bender Open in September, which is. Um, pretty big deal. Right? They added a lot of money last year. We had a few of the top pros who were going to the USPGC stop in and play. And it, it, it's a two tough courses. I mean, pro style. I mean, you got to shoot 53, 52, and you're 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 like, oh my gosh, that's not bad. That's awesome. Just like a couple <laughs> under. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, yeah. they're really challenging courses, and it's a really good time. A lot of added money, a lot of great AM packages for AM stuff. So. Okay. And what was that one called again, Trevor? The Charlie Vettner Open. The Charlie Vettner Open. And when is registration open for that one? Um, honestly, I'm not for sure. I need to find that out myself. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It'd be cool to get some yeah. people from the West Coast out there, you know what I mean? Get people out Exactly. I'm, I myself, am, I'm trying to expand my uh, my area of playing. I'm actually finally going to play in Boise for the first time in a few weeks. And uh, so that means I've played Washington, Oregon, and Boise. I kind of want to go and check out the East Coast. I also want to go down to Arizona, too. But, uh, it, yeah, and, I mean, September's realistic for a lot of people if they have enough advance yeah. notice. So we should get the word out there yeah, and get you some more peace tonight. Pretty sure it's like the week before the USPGC too. So the touring that's a pretty pretty easy stop because it's only about ten hours away from USPGC. Oh nice. Okay. So it's just a hop, skip, and a jump in the terms of touring. Yeah. And I'm actually I'm actually expanding this year. Cause last year I kind of was like my first season back in. I'm like, man, I'm testing the waters here. So this year I finally got to go outside of my area a pretty good distance. I went to the Glassblown Open this past weekend. Oh yeah, I heard lots about that, man. Oh my. Goodness. Was it just amazing? Was it huge? It was it was the most uplifting thing I've ever been a part of, man. That's rad. The whole city of Emporia was just they were amazing. Like the just the people. I'm not They were all about it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying 
of the house we're staying at, and people are like, good luck this weekend, while they're walking their dogs. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, like, this is insane. Yeah. You know? you're, like, you're like, wait, wait, wait. You know what's going on this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you know about disc golf? Like, what? Yeah. And, and, and then you go to the bowling alley, and uh, <laughs> kind of the little scorecards above the alley say, welcome disc golfers. I was like, oh, that's oh, rad. This is amazing. So That is cool. For, the courses were top-notch. The the, uh, the staff ran that, that ran the GBO was top notch. Like, everything was just unbelievable. I mean, they set us they set a bar, and and I I see I, if tournaments don't do that, then I'm going to be disappointed because that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> you know, like, hopefully, hopefully people will follow their lead. Yeah, it was it was it's epic proportions, man. I was pretty impressed. Nice. And, how did how did you and oh you didn't play. Well, I played. I just didn't play as well as I wanted to. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you do? I, I got 51st out of 92 uh, for my first national tour. And uh, I don't feel like it was too bad. If I would have stayed in bounds a little more on my upshots, I would have been, you know, pretty golden. But I only missed cash by four strokes. Oh, dang. So I don't feel too bad. Wow. But. Wow, they paid out that far. So, uh, as far as that goes with the NT, I know when I play in NTs, I, um, there's nerves involved and, um, you know, what do you think about, uh, nerves in, 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 um, your, your play? Did that affect you at all? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the first round, not so much. I was, I was pretty comfortable in the first round. I played with Dana Vici. Uh, he's a buddy of mine out here. He's from Illinois, but nice. it was a comfortable round for me. The second round was the same way I played with my buddy Dutch. We rode all the way from Kentucky, and lo and behold, we get to play the second round together. Nice. nice. Um, so that was comfortable, but it was the third round that got my nerves when we played the country club. And the reason why is when you stand up on the first tee is 550 feet or something straight downhill with water on the left, water on the right with the peninsula. Oh, wow. And I can throw that far, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to press all these like 150 people watching. And they get up there and like, from Etown, Kentucky, Trevor Horrible. And they play my music and I get up there and I'm like, you know, throw my dish in the air saying thanks. And they're all clapping. And I'm like, yeah, I got this. And then right, right in the water. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Went straight up in the air, right in the water. I was like, oh man. <laughs> so, <laughs> nerves are a big thing. I mean, the mind game is the biggest thing in disc golf as it is. So, totally. yeah. One. It just kind of messes with you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I found that I'm pretty much my worst enemy. We all yeah, are. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, no doubt. And you're all, you're always your worst critic too. So. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, speaking of, uh, long drives, um, I know that's kind of <laughs> a, a top part of your game and, uh, definitely something <laughs> that I've been working on. Can you give us any, uh, tips on how to get, uh, get a little extra distance, you know, that maybe, uh, not a lot of people know, or. Well, I know when, when my dad taught me when I was a kid, I was, the X step was definitely the first thing I needed to learn. And right. A lot of people think that you have to have a lot of strength and and speed in your in your in your I guess your footwork. I don't I don't even use the whole key pad on a lot of courses. I take a small stutter step and then my X step is really short, really slow, and then my arm speed is super fast. Um, it's kind of like a baseball swing if you're swinging right-handed or, okay. or left-handed. I'm sorry. If you're right. left-handed, you plant your foot and then you kind of pop your hips like when you're about to swing, and then there's a little bit of in between 
you're swinging when you contact with the ball. There's a little part of you that grips the bat just a tiny bit harder. It's the same way in disc golf. When you pull your when you pull your follow through back and you're coming through, there's that little bit of grip where you kind of grip the disc down a little bit harder. All right. That, that added with the pop of your hip, with the slow feet and the fast arm, is usually another 50 foot on your game. Okay, so it is so it is true that what I've heard about gripping your disc harder when you release when you're about to throw gives you more distance. Well, I, I feel like I do, and and like I said, when I take it to baseball, it's the same principle. Like you're gonna you want to put some more force on it, so you grip the bat down a little harder, swing a little bit faster. Right. And I I feel like the same thing goes with disc golf. I kind of it's not so much to where you can you just notice that you're gripping it real hard or you're like bending your disc. It's just the grip is just intense intensified a little bit. So you can yeah, yeah, just some more pressure. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. You're not trying to tackle the disc in half. Yeah, <laughs> um, you you just gotta crush it, and really, man, you can just you can just have really smooth follow through and a fast arm, and your disc will go just as far. Um, you know, and it's also the choice of disc. Uh, a lot of people make mean stuff or understable stuff. It's actually, I feel whatever's comfortable for you. Like I do a lot of hybrid flip shots, so I have an understable disc, and I when I follow through, my high, my disc is on hybrid. And I throw it like I would throw a hyzer, but it flips over and it goes like 550 feet. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. the flip is the way I go for distance. Accuracy is is a whole new ball game. It's just it's being comfortable, you know what I mean, with the disc that you got. Of course, uh, disc selection is one of the main keys to me. To throw right. Distance or to throw anything, any kind of shot. Absolutely, yeah. But no. I always call it the lawnmower nipple to nipple thing. If you know how to pull a lawnmower, <laughs> And you can pull it straight across your chest from your nipple to your nipple. You can throw it just 300 feet. Okay. What about, have you heard, uh, have you heard Chop the Midget? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the first one I learned when I started playing is Chop the Midget to keep my disc from going straight up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) You throw it, you throw it downwards like you're trying to, I mean, you get your form to come down instead of up. And they they, they got me. It's just like you're chopping a midget. (laughs) Like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> but I, you know, this is something I've always been good at when I was a kid, and I just kind of kept it going. It's, it's, I've definitely lost a lot of distance since I've gotten older, but um, huh. my first game and putting game has came a lot better since. So, yeah, putting putting is my uh, is my nemesis right now. It's the one I'm really working on the most. But I think that I personally just need to get out there and practice more putting, not to you know just. My buddy Dutch tells me when it comes to putting, just throw the disc in the basket. <laughs> just right. throw it in the basket. And, you know, you get that mentality. You, you mean, you kind of just get up there and throw in the basket. You know? Yeah, it it's really is that simple, I guess, if you think about it. You know, it just. Yeah, I mean, if you overthink it, if you sit there for 35 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever time, you know, and you overthink yeah. it and overthink it and overthink it and you, and you keep doing this little putt that you're okay, this is the way I want to do it. No, this is the way I want to do it. No, this is the way I want to do it. And then you're just going to overthink it and hit the cage. Right. You You second-guess yourself all the time. It's not going to be consistent. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, uh, I think uh, that's pretty much... uh, Well, I have have one more question. Okay. Okay. Um, Trevor, so you said Dutch is your tour partner. Uh, How far are you extending your tour this year? I mean, you said that most of your tournaments over there are already played the big ones, but like, uh, you know, we got the national tour, the Beaver State fling over here. Uh, you know, a couple other ones I can't think of off the top of my head, but how far are you extending your tour? 
we're not coming out west this season. I think we're saving that for next year. But my buddy Paul Oman is coming out to the Beaver State Swing. I mean, he's an awesome guy. If you ever meet him, he's a big, tall, red-headed guy with a big red beard. He's, he's one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. But okay. We're, we're going to um, – we've got next weekend Madisonville. Then we go to Ohio to the large margins of the beach here that's added, I think, five or $6,000. Wow. And then we go back home. We're playing Bowling Green, which is I – mean, People have heard of Bowling Green. It's a Bowling Green Amateur Championship. They got like that sounds like Alabama. <laughs> I, I wouldn't love to go to Alabama, but because <laughs> Alabama Championships are awesome. But um, we're going to Ledstone this year. We're both signed up for the Ledstone Insurance Open. Um, he's going to the Vibe Room. I'm still trying to qualify for the Vibe Room. Nice. Um, You'll get it, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, those worlds, man. They sold out. Like, I mean, well, they didn't sell out. They had their invites, but. It's still, I mean, it was still nine hours. I, me or Dust both couldn't get in right now. So we're kind of like, well, we're we going to go that weekend. Yeah. Wow. Um, kind of sticking to the Midwest, Ohio Valley, East Coast kind of thing right now. Just hitting the, the tournaments that we find that have the most money added is really what we're trying to do. So Okay. We get the most bang for your buck this season? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because, I mean, Fair enough. We, we, we both did pretty well last year, number one and number two in the state. So. I'm nice. Trying to keep that going, you know. But yeah, that's a that's that's not a small accomplishment at all. No, we have we set our goals, man. Like I, I'm a goal setter. I like to set my goals high. So this year, I really want to get to the USDC and and I want to get a, a disc sponsorship. And I'm I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to play my best and and get this sponsorship. So I'm just waiting to be be asked to to try out some discs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> From the sounds of it, man, it sounds like you're definitely on the right track. All you got to do is just keep keep plugging away, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I got to. And then I'm in a little drought right now, but I'm gonna pick that up next week. So. Oh yeah, we all have those, man, for sure. And then next year, uh, when you do head out this way on your tour, uh, definitely you'll have uh, uh, places. If you need any help or you need yeah, place to stay, anything yeah. like that, you got some options for sure. For sure, man. That'd be awesome. I love working yeah. anywhere. Yeah, I'd probably stay there because I like it so much out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'd be, good. we'd be glad to have you. But we, I, I personally would like to see more, uh, a more diverse variety of as far as regions of the country of pro players come over here more. I mean, not more than just for worlds and stuff too, but. Right. Well, we probably want to be here for a while again. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we had our turn for next year. So. Yeah, they did. I'm glad. That's, it's going to be awesome over there. They did a three-peat, man. They got the, the Amateur World Championships, and they got the National Tour this year, and they get the Worlds next year. These guys, I'm, I'm telling you, they're top-notch. It, it was amazing. Jeremy Rusko and all those guys at Dynamic Disc, that is oh, yeah. some just amazing stuff they've got going on out there. Was, That's I awesome. I was happy to be a part of it. I didn't care. I played that. I was happy to be a part of it. It was like history. I mean, Sports Center. We had – yeah. Another top ten eight, right? That was awesome. So, there's good stuff happening in disc golf right now. Yeah, I think so too. I could see it. We had a buddy, uh, Matty Owens, from here. He went over to uh, to Glassblown Open as well, and uh, he didn't do as good as he liked, but he he nothing. But he raved about it, just just like everybody else has. So, it's definitely something everybody probably should try once in their life. I would imagine, at least. I I'm, I would put that on my bucket list right now if I didn't go already. Uh, there you go. 
Well, there you go. I think we'll all try to get there at some point. I know I will. But uh, cool, man. Well, thank you. What's up? Sorry. Uh, no, thank you guys. No, you're good. I, I just I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, man. There you go. Uh, Trevor Harbolt, uh gonna be. I mean, from the sounds of it, on top of the world pretty soon. So. Yep. 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 I was listening for that name. I'm always on top of the world, man. I'm just trying to get everybody to be like me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. well, thanks so much, Trevor. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, talk to you soon. For sure, brother. All right. All right, Trevor. Have a good one. Later.